I know you're paying attention to global events as well as what's going on in our nation. War and increased conflict is bubbling up in more places. Countries are buying and hoarding massive amounts of gold. Why aren't you? It's time to pull the trigger with the Oxford Gold Group and buy gold and silver. Nobody can predict the future, but we can't put our head in the sand either. Call Oxford Gold Group right now, and you may qualify for up to $10,000 in free precious metals. Call 833-995-GOLD. That's 833-995-GOLD. 833-995-G-O-L-D. When you have health insurance, it's easy to forget about your out-of-pocket costs. That can be a lot of money. But are your bills accurate? Well, it's estimated that over 50% of medical bills contain errors. HealthLock can help you. HealthLock technology securely connects with your insurance and flags any overbilling, wrong codes, and fraud. You can even have HealthLock work on your behalf to get money back from select past bills. To date, HealthLock has helped its members save over $130 million. So to save, visit HealthLock.com today. That's HealthLock.com today. More Than a Movie is back with Season 2. I'm your host, Alex Fumero. And each week, I'm going to talk to the people behind your favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos' picture was already up on the wall. Listen to more than a movie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome to today's edition of the Clay Travis and Buck Sexton Show podcast. Welcome back in, Clay Travis, Buck Sexton Show. We hope all of you had a fantastic Thanksgiving, wherever you may be across this great country or around the world. We are ready to continue to fight for freedom on all fronts uh, as we return from Thanksgiving. And uh, we certainly hope that your travel went well, that your family and friends are all doing fantastic, and that you were able to spend some time thankful to live in the greatest country that has ever existed in the history of the world. As we progress, unfortunately, craziness, zaniness, insanity continues to reign on the left wing in this country, Buck. And we played in advance, and thanks to Buck for sitting in on Friday. I know many of you were listening uh, as you were still working, and certainly a lot of you didn't get time off. I was up in uh, in Ohio, in Columbus, met a lot of fantastic Clay and Buck listeners uh, who are both Michigan and Ohio State fans. Had a fantastic time up at that game, but everybody behind the scenes and the Fox Sports production crew working I know that many of you were working throughout the holiday season as well, so thank you for everyone who kept the country rolling and managed to not get a uh, a break, and uh, and we certainly are thankful for all of you and everything that you do for us. But, Buck, I know we played Dr. Fauci's final goodbye from the White House, and the long goodbye has continued. And to me, the biggest story coming out of the weekend protests that are occurring right now in China. And those protests are against COVID lockdowns. Uh, while much of the world has moved on, China has remained committed to the draconian Dr. Fauci-led idea, effectively. This is what Fauci would have done if he had had total control in America of COVID zero. And finally, uh, that is the idea that anytime you have COVID positive cases, you shut down 
entire areas. Buck, we played the audio, if you remember, felt very dystopian of the drones that were flying around telling people basically to abandon all hope and remain. I believe that was in Shanghai. Do um, not do down. not give in to your heart's desire for freedom yes. was what the drones were saying. Yes. And so you and I and everybody out there knows that protesting in America, oh, you get to go on social media and put up a hashtag and put up a flag and, oh, you're so heroic, you're a social justice warrior. If anything, it helps your overall credibility. It certainly doesn't, by and large, harm you, especially if you're engaged in left-wing protest. In China, things are different. It requires a lot more bravery And many people in China right now are out in the streets and they are holding up white sheets of paper to symbolize uh, a belief in freedom of speech and an attack on censorship from the Chinese government. And we're going to play you some audio, but I just want you to think about this, Buck, because it puts our friends on the left wing in this country in an incredibly untenable position because either they have to condemn the Chinese communist government for not allowing people to make basic decisions about their personal autonomy, their freedom in their life, or they have to acknowledge that also COVID lockdowns, COVID shutdowns didn't work because there are many people in this country, including Dr. Fauci, who still point to China as an example of a country that got everything in their opinion right about COVID. They envy the idea of lockdowns, of shutdowns, of of barricading people inside their homes and not allowing them to leave until the virus is snuffed out. And so it has become increasingly untenable, even places like New Zealand and Australia, which were police states in many ways uh, associated with COVID, have abandoned this idea. And now China is standing alone. So your thoughts as you watch these protests emerge, Buck, and also on their degree of untenability in terms of the challenges they put forward for the lockdown proponents like Fauci, who still would shut down this country. I mean, I'm not hopeful, as some are right now, that this is going to be the end of Xi Jinping, that this is going to overthrow the communist regime. Authoritarian, truly authoritarian governments, not semi-wannabe like we had here during COVID, but the real deal, which certainly communist China is, they spend most of their time and energy and security resources On that issue of how do we stay in charge no matter what? They're not worried about elections. They're not worried. It's just how do we stay in charge? So it's very, very hard. You've seen this for decades now in Iran, you know, every time. And the Iranians recently even were out in the streets protesting. And every time there's a moment we say, oh, wouldn't it be great if this was the time that the Iranian mullahs, that the theocracy uh, of Iran was gone? And it and it so far, it's been, you know, since 1979 has it hasn't happened. So I'm not hopeful that this will be, I should say, I don't expect. Hope is one thing, but expecting is another. Uh, but the Biden administration response to this for a lot of people should be eye-opening uh, because exactly what you were just saying and what we have been saying here now uh, for the entire time we've been doing this show together is that the Democrats, if they could have gotten away with much more severe lockdowns, they would have pushed much more severe lockdowns that they thought the Chinese and even Australian, the Australian version was just the lighter version of what they did in China. But in Australia, they were sending people to quarantine camps, all idiocy. Every public health official, every doctor, every government employee who did that should feel ashamed, but they don't. But the Biden administration, Clay, I mean, let's remember the reason the protests really broke out um, and, you know, what, it, what, what got sparked them, if you will, in this case 
the reason that these protests are happening is that they've been under lockdown for months. COVID is at a all-time high in some regions of China in terms of cases, and they just had 10 people burned to death in a quarantined building, effectively quarantined, in Xinjiang province in the west of China. They weren't allowed to leave the building, there are reports. It was, oh, your building's on fire, stay in the building. And when that sort of thing happens, people have to wake up, no matter how dense the propaganda has been. And in that environment, here is what the Biden, did you see this, what the Biden White House put out? Yeah, it's, un, it's it, tepid and flaccid and weak, like we would expect from them. We've said, this is the Biden White House, that zero COVID is not a policy we pursue here in the United States. And as we've said, we think it's going to be very difficult for the People's Republic of China to be able to contain this virus through their zero COVID strategy. For us, we are focused on what well, what works, and that means using the public health tools like yada, yada, yada. That's the best they can do. China is a giant, look, you know, it's a giant virus concentration camp, effectively, right now, in some parts of it. They're just herding people into homes. If you leave, you go to prison, and perhaps worse. And the best the Biden administration can do is, well, that's not what we're doing here. It's almost like... Biden doth protest too much. Like, well, yeah, we know you're not doing that here, but you kind of want to, don't you? Yeah, and let's remember, Dr. Fauci said earlier this year that he was in in favor of what China had done for their renewed lockdowns. This is a flashback. Listen to Fauci praise China. This is cut two. Their complete lockdown, which was their approach, a strictest lockdown that you'd never be able to implement in the United States. Although that prevents the spread of infection, and remember early on, they were saying, and I think accurately, that they were doing better than almost anybody else. But lockdown has its consequences. You use lockdowns to get people vaccinated so that when you open up, you won't have a surge of infections. The problem is that the vaccines that they've been using are not nearly as effective as the vaccines that are used in the United States, the UK, EU, and other places. That's so, not even true, by the way. Yeah. The side note, I mean, how, how, how much better is our vaccine than theirs, Clay? Well, ours doesn't work, so not that much better. And, and also, let's note what Fauci is doing there. He's changing the, re- the, the rationale for lockdowns. We locked down. People forget this. But it was 15 days to stop the spread. The idea was we were going to keep, if, if, if you can get, take yourself back so far into the past to remember the initial rationales, because they changed the storyline so much in every aspect, 15 days to stop the spread, if I'm remembering correctly, Buck, was only about keeping our hospitals from getting overwhelmed. Yes. That was the pitch that they made, was we have to do this because otherwise we won't be able to serve everyone. You know how in some of these uh, true crime shows and other things, they'll talk about instances where they'll show that somebody at gunpoint or whatever it may be got into the trunk of the car. And anybody will tell you, any law enforcement fresh, anybody will tell you the moment they say get in the trunk of the car, it's go time. You you, you know, if you have to take a bullet in the shoulder, if you you know, it it doesn't matter. You never get in the trunk because then you are utterly helpless and they may just leave you in the trunk. Know, it's, it's horrible, right? But you just, you never get in the trunk. 15 days to slow the spread was the American people getting in the trunk. Then the Fauciite apparatus had us. 
We were at their whim. We had already given in. They could extend it. They could drive us to a second location and a third location. They could do whatever they wanted to us. And that's why they sold it under those false pretenses. They never really, I don't believe that Fauci and Burks really thought it was ever going to be 15 days. The more I thought about this, it was just, come on, just, just this one time. You can trust me. Just get in the trunk. I promise. I don't want to hurt you. We got in the trunk. It was the wrong move. And I fell for it too. And so far as I figured, look, 15 days, they say the hospitals are all going to be overrun. As soon as we had the data that showed that hospitals were never overrun, this was never a thing that even happened. Not once. Not once. And, and and Buck, you were in New York at the time. I obviously was here in Nashville. So many people that that is the biggest flaw of the Trump administration. Okay, if you want to go back, and I and Buck did, and we all agree that Trump did a lot of really good things for this country in four years. His acquiescence, his willingness to go along with 15 days to stop the spread, essentially put in place the lockdown apparatus that never really left in many parts of the country for years. Um, and I saw the other day where Gavin Newsom, did you see this tweet from Gavin Newsom? Because I increasing, I know he said he's not going to run in 2024. Oh, and, I was going to bring and, that up a little bit later, Clay. Yeah, we'll talk, we'll talk about that. But I saw this tweet from Gavin Newsom, and I just, I mean, it, I didn't respond to it, but I have it in my drafts. Gavin Newsom said that the Republican version of freedom, ban books, limit speech, live in fear of gun, gun violence, take away your health care decisions. Gavin Newsom arrested people for paddleboarding in the ocean, Buck. He removed rims from basketball goals, put crime scene tape up on playgrounds, and filled in skate parks with sand. I just hit reply finally. I remember that I had saved that in drafts. But there's been no reckoning. And... When we come back, I want to play the audio maybe a little bit later in this hour because we need to. I, I think this is so significant. Fauci was doing his continued media availability. Hopefully, he's going to ride off into the sunset somewhere. And I, I, I would be happy if that could happen literally, by the way, uh, because he's not going to go to jail probably, but that's where he belongs. Uh, but if, if Fauci and all of the Fauciites are refusing to acknowledge that they got anything wrong, there's no reckoning. But more importantly, it means they still are empowered to potentially try this again if another there's, variant of COVID emerges. Yeah, of course. They're, they're still talking about this again. People forget in the early days, I remember this in New York City because nobody was in their cars. There was a little bit of talk of, wow, imagine if we did these lockdowns for climate. I remember yeah. people were talking about that. That wasn't some crazy theoretical. It was, oh, imagine if we could all unite to save the world from climate. They're not done with this. And by the way, on the Gavin Newsom thing, it really is like he read 1984 and took all the wrong lessons from it, or maybe all the right lessons because he just wants to be a tyrant. Uh, freedom is slavery. War is peace. Peace is war. I'm flipping things around. California is the totalitarian nanny state future of America if the libs are not held in check. And he acts like they're pro-freedom. It's complete. It's completely insane. And, and COVID is just one just one example of this. Let's, let's come back. We'll do Fauci on opening up schools and whether whether they should, you know, he's not saying too much about too much. You know, Clay, he's kind of leaving. He's keeping his options open. He's also going to be on CNN and MSNBC, probably CBS News as a contributor, one of them after he leaves. Guaranteed. They're not done with, no with the little Fauci doll. It's not too late, my friends, to get a better deal on your monthly cell phone bill. I know Black Friday just happened, but you can still save big bucks. You switch from Verizon, T-Mobile or AT&T. And save more than 50% every month when you sign on with Pure Talk. 
It's the cell phone company I've switched to and never given it a second thought because it has been phenomenal. Pure Talk operates on the same network and the same towers as the big guys, giving the same quality of service. Difference with Pure Talk is you're saving 50% or more every month because you're not paying for retail stores or fancy sponsors. What you do get is unlimited talk, text, and plenty of data for just 30 bucks a month. With that kind of pricing, the average size family on a Pure Talk plan is saving almost $1,000 a year. Switch today and save 50% off your first month and get 30 days risk-free. Switching can take just 10 minutes with Pure Talk's U.S.-based customer service team. Using your cell phone right now, dial pound 250, say Clay and Buck, and you'll save 50% off your first month. Again, dial pound 250, say Clay and Buck, and make the switch to Pure Talk. Truth-seeking, reality-telling, the Clay Travis and Buck Sexton Show. More Than a Movie is back with season two of the award-winning film podcast, and this time with a lot more movies. I'm your host, Alex Fumero, and each week I'm going to talk to the people behind some of my favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the OG spy kid, Alexa Penavega. You had Carlo Gugino, who's the coolest mom ever. You had Antonio, who's handsome, amazing, charismatic. And then Carvin and Juni. I felt like a lot of other kids felt like this could be me. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Every episode will feature interviews with the biggest actors, directors, writers, and producers behind your favorite films and tap into the history of Latinos in film. Listen to More Than a Movie as part of the My Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, I'm Jay Shetty, and I'm the host of the On Purpose podcast. On Purpose is dedicated to helping you be happier, healthier, and more healed. This week, I talked to Orlando Bloom in a rare interview where we went deep into how he got comfortable with fear, navigating the changes in relationships, and how to change the guilt and shame thought pattern. This conversation shows a never-seen-before side to Orlando Bloom and his unique life journey. I think we all struggle sometimes to really deeply believe that we are enough, that we're valued, that we're valuable. You know, we're imprinted by our parents from the age of zero to seven, right? Mm. I'm constantly trying to go like, how do I detach from my this idea of what do is that is that my baggage? I look like my baggage. I mean, I know. Okay, that's mine. Let's unpack that. Listen to On Purpose with Jay Shetty on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi, I'm Michael Rappaport. And I'm Kibi Rappaport. And together we're hosting Rappaport's, Rappaport's Reality, Reality Podcast. We have a passion for reality TV, and we're inviting you into our living room. We're talking tea, we're dissecting the drama, and we're giving praise to the single greatest form of entertainment on television today. That is right. Reality TV is the greatest form of entertainment on television today. Here are some examples of what you'll hear from us on Rappaport's Reality Podcast. This is where we discuss all things reality TV, all things popular culture. And a little bit of... Rappaport's reality, the reality of bit. us. We're a figuring out. And if we had been recording these last four or five days, Ooh. it, it would have been, Ooh, a, been the juicy. podcast would have taken a, a, a left turn. 
Listen to Rappaport's reality with me, Kibi Rappaport. And me, Michael Rappaport, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcast. See, Fauci doesn't ever want to give you up. Fauci doesn't want to say no, goodbye. Well played. well played. You know, he's never going to give you up. He's going to be out there telling you, hold on, I have crunched the latest figures and the data on the masking suggests that maybe perhaps an additional mitigation measure. It's going to be 2050. How will Fauci still be kicking and screaming then? I don't know, but he will. It'll be 2050 and Fauci is going to be running around telling you to do this here. No, I was just going to say uh, heads up. We're going to talk to Eric Schmidt, who deposed Fauci. I believe he was in the room for seven hours Former Missouri Attorney General, now going to be a senator from Missouri. I'm fascinated to hear. Supposedly, Buck, did you see this story? Fauci got mad because the court stenographer, the person taking down the deposition, sneezed, and he went off on her because of the dangers of COVID. Okay, well, we have to hear that. I thought... I thought maybe she was writing in a description and said strange Smurf in lab coat or something, but <laughs> but apparently not. Um, here is Fauci. Uh, first of all, I love this. Margaret Brennan, why be a stenographer for the regime? Like, you're, you're already being overpaid to be essentially a news reader. Why not yeah. actually, you know, stand up for the truth for one second? Ask a real question of evil little Fauci doing what he does here. She asks him about schools. Anyone who thinks schools should be closed at this point for COVID has a mental illness, not a viral illness. And this is Fauci's non-response response. Play one. So coming out of the holidays, should parents expect schools to shut down? I don't know, uh, Margaret. I'm not sure. When you talk about shutting down schools, there's always the collateral That's also effects. radioactive. <laughs> it is, exactly. There's always the collateral issue. So you have to balance and you do it in real time depending upon the viral load of disease in your region. So you have to have the local authorities evaluate on a situation-by-situation basis the potential collateral deleterious effects with the effects of what might happen if you have so many kids getting infected. Okay, he is so horrible. There are not potential deleterious effects. There are proven severe deleterious effects, especially for low-income and disproportionately minority students. And Clay... There is no benefit. This is the whole problem. I can speak for every parent out here, too. When you suddenly become aware that your kids can't go to school, it's a full-on scramble. And I know there are still parents, moms in particular, who bear the overwhelming amount of responsibility for child care. The fact that Fauci's answer to this question, Buck, and this is so significant, I, I think we need to continue to talk about this when we come back, and we can open up phone lines on it, too, isn't... We should never shut down schools for COVID again. In retrospect, we never should have shut them down in the first place is a sign that they refuse to acknowledge that they got this 100% wrong and therefore will take advantage of the opportunity to shut down again if they can. It's all about their power. I want to tell you, speaking of getting your kids educated with a different way of thinking, right now you can get a 50% discount on the Tuttle Twins Cyber Monday deal. These are activities for both younger and older kids. Kids aren't learning the basics about free market and the importance of American history. Tuttle Twins have sold over 4 million copies of their books because they make it easy for kids and teens to understand and learn important concepts. Parents have been blown away, including this parent, what their kids can learn from these books. They'll be able to navigate, understand concepts like inflation and how business and money work in the real world. 
Go to TuttleRadio.com right now to access this special deal. That's TuttleRadio.com for 50% off the free market economic curriculum. TuttleRadio.com. One more time, TuttleRadio.com. Clay Travis and Buck Sexton on the front lines of truth. Welcome back in, Clay Travis, Buck Sexton Show. You just heard the audio of Fauci. And I I understand that many of you are so over Fauci. And some of you just say, well, there probably are Republicans out there that say, well, I kind of agree with the Atlantic. We should just give amnesty. We just got to stop talking about this. No, no, no. There has to be a reckoning There has to be accountability for what our, and I'm using quotation marks here, experts did to us as it pertains to COVID. And it's not just what they did to us. This is very significant. Dr. Fauci is still not acknowledging that he was completely wrong on everything. You heard that question on Face the Nation, Buck. A honest person who looked at data would say to you, you know what? Early on in March of 2020, we thought that shutting down schools would have a substantial impact on limiting the spread of COVID. We were wrong. The negative impacts of kids being kept out of school also was massive. And so if you balance the equities here, schools should not shut down for COVID ever again. We were wrong on that. And in the fog of the early days of COVID, That was an error we made. I wish I could go back in time and change that. I wouldn't suddenly like Fauci, but I would at least respect him for looking at the data and reassessing. Buck, sports analogy. I was at the Michigan-Ohio State game. I picked the Buckeyes to win. I'm sorry to bring this up for all of our listeners in Cleveland, Columbus, and Cincinnati, three cities where I believe we are number one in, in listenership. I know you're still grieving. But if Ryan Day, the head coach of Ohio State, at his Monday morning press conference, came out and somebody said, hey, you've watched the film now. What do you think? You lost at home by 22 to Michigan in the biggest game of your year. And Ryan Day said, you know what? We did everything exactly right. I wouldn't change anything in that game. They would fire him on the spot. They would. Because we demand accountability from football coaches when they get their ass whipped. How do we not demand accountability of Dr. Fauci when he created the worst bureaucrat-led disaster in American history with what he did in response to COVID. Do you know what the complete absence, you could say the death of accountability, looks like? Communist China. What they're doing there right now. In fact, the truly ultimate ends of the eradication of all accountability for decision-making would be North Korea, where it doesn't matter. People starve to death. That doesn't matter. I think the American people, if they had some better sense, I mean, I'll ask you this. Clay, did you learn in school? And I, I don't say this. I didn't learn in school more than I think a few lines in a history textbook, maybe in high school, uh, you know, high school history of the world or something about the great famine in China. Never mind what caused it, which was just socialist policy. Nothing. But 40 to 60 million people died. This Nothing. wasn't a hundred years ago. I don't ago. remember ever hearing a word about it in school. Not right. one word. So, so, so this is forty to sixty million people died in you know our grandparents' memory. I mean, this isn't that long yes. ago. And 
or you know it depends some people listening would say well my parents memory even they they remember this it wasn't reported on very much then the same chinese communist party that used hunger as a weapon after the massively stupid policies that destroyed effectively the ability for the chinese to even feed themselves and that's the destruction of all accountability here is a cnn reporter out there at these chinese protests and and you know, all of a sudden you're hearing, what does it sound like when you're at total desperation because of government malfeasance? It's the largest country in the world right now. Play clip five. I'm in the center of a protest in Beijing right now. They're chanting that they don't want COVID tests. They want freedom. They've been chanting this for hours. People have gathered here in the center of Beijing to protest the COVID measures. We are in Taoyang District. This is the city center. This is also where the authorities have urged people to stay at home because the COVID outbreak is severe here. Now, the area is also important because this is where the American embassy is over there. There are many foreign embassies over here. There is a heavy police presence. I am surrounded by police. They're telling me to shift in a little bit. And if we just turn the camera around, you'll see there is a row of police. There is mostly young people who have gathered here. And many so, people so are Clay, two, two things on this that I just I, I want to be able to hear that because understand that. And you started out talking about this one. Every person who's out there protesting this, holding up a white sheet of paper, they risk imprisonment, torture, mutilation and yeah. possible death. Every single one of them, because that's how communist China actually deals with people that speak out against the regime. People were actually chanting that Xi Jinping needs to go, which, I mean, they they will kill people for that in China. That's how vicious yes. and authoritarian it is. And when we talk about why COVID was such a window into the soul of or the soullessness of authoritarianism, Clay, this is happening today in the second biggest economy in the world, in the largest country by population in the world. And everyone in America just wants to go like, you know, people want to not everyone, but people want to say, oh, you know, we can forget all about COVID. No. We absolutely cannot forget about what they did and what they still are doing. And what they still will do in the future if they have the opportunity. And that's why that Fauci answer is unacceptable. And I just want you to think the analogy, sometimes you can go to sports and you'll say, yeah, if a football coach came out after getting his ass kicked in a game and was asked, hey, what would you do different? And he said, well, you know, really, I wouldn't do anything different. He'd get fired on the spot. They would fire Ryan Day at Ohio State right now. I legitimately believe that. If he said, hey, I went back and watched the film. We did everything exactly right. I wouldn't change anything about that game. Well, you lost by 22. How can Fauci still be going on CBS and giving out not only the same talking points, Buck, but giving cover? Because this is important, too. Fauci always says, well, I didn't tell the schools to shut down. No, no, no. There's no one who actually would own the choice. This is why Ron DeSantis is so popular right now. Because he said, this is my choice. I'm making this decision. Look at what happens, Buck. The CDC comes out with recommendations, right? Masking, school closures, whatever it is. And they say, we're not telling you to do this, but we're recommending you to do this. And then all these stupid idiot school boards, they all had their meetings and they would say, well, the CDC is recommending this, so we're going to defer to the CDC authority and they just ended up in this circular pattern so where you get no one at? ever said, I made this choice. Right. This is me. I own it. This is, you know, all of a sudden, the you know, the, the CDC and, and this whole process, it was when the airline has kept you on the tarmac three hours, canceled your flight, screwed everything up, and it's like, well, you can't get mad at anyone, right? You're not yeah. allowed to get mad at it. There's no accountability. 
And that's exactly what we've had all along with COVID. Can I just tell you, New York City Mayor's Office just put this tweet out today. Today. 18,319,000 vaccine doses administered. 80 new hospitalizations. 2,000 new cases. Get tested. Get vaccinated. More data. They're living. They're living in a parallel universe. They, they are. They're refusing to learn the most basic. So it's when we're talking about this, it's not like it's just oh, theoretically this could be a problem. There already are some of these markers and indicators right now. I've been on flights recently where there've been a whole bunch of people with the tightly affixed N95 too. I mentioned this with the rubber bands. That's the next level now. It has to be like sort of cutting into the back of your head a little bit because it's so tightly affixed. And then you're someone who takes the virus seriously. Buck, what about the fact that if you're in Washington, D.C. right now, they are demanding that you return to school today on a Monday with a lot of kids going back. I got three back in school today. You got to get a negative COVID test in order to be able to go back to school in Washington, D.C. public schools. What kind of insanity is this? The kids have zero risk. This is our third Thanksgiving since COVID started. And in order to be able to return to public school in our nation's capital, you have to get a negative COVID test. This is, I mean, these people are truly broken. And when Fauci keeps giving them cover, when he keeps refusing to acknowledge, hey, you know what? We got this all wrong. He's like the football coach who got his ass kicked and refuses to look at the film and pretends that they won the game. They're selling completely false narratives to the public, and a lot of the media is just gullibly lapping it up and not even asking a question about it. People, people would rather still be fired up. I mean, and by the way, this is good. We're going to talk about the crime situation because you know I'm in New York in particular. I'm so fired up about this. But the, what you're seeing are a lot of people that make decisions who would rather pretend to be right and have good people suffer and continue to suffer then accept that they made mistakes and take responsibility for them. This is this is a plague on its own all across the country on COVID policy, but on crime policy with Democrats, too. No doubt. We'll talk about that and more. In the meantime, hey, you know what? Coming back from the holiday, first part of the holiday, we still got Christmas and New Year's coming up. And I bet maybe a lot of you are looking at your credit card bill saying, oh, my goodness, what in the world happened? You know what you also end up doing? A lot of times buying gifts that people don't actually like. How about getting something that somebody actually wants and can make them more productive? That's the X chair. Biggest sell of the year is here on Cyber Monday. No excuse not to go get yourself an X chair. With a deal this good, you could get X chairs for everyone on your Christmas list if you wanted to because they're offering up to $600 off. Buck and I have these chairs. You can get them $600 off yourself, including a free heat and massage unit only now through today. Monday, November the 28th, that's today, Cyber Monday. Don't miss the chance to buy the most luxurious, the most comfortable, the most supportive, the most fashionable, the most ergonomic, and the most amazing office chair anywhere while saving up to 600 bucks. Here's how you do it. Only available today. Go check it out on Cyber Monday. Go to xchairclay.com right now. That website is easy xchairclay.com right now you can save 600 bucks it's where i'm writing my brand new book uh, book it's where buck is sitting it can make a fantastic difference for you too xchairclay.com 600 off today alone xchairclay.com do it 600 off today Get to know the guys outside the issues. Sunday Hang with Clay and Buck, a new podcast. Find it on the iHeart app or wherever you get your podcasts.
Welcome. More Than a Movie is back with season two of the award-winning film podcast, and this time with a lot more movies. I'm your host, Alex Fumero, and each week I'm going to talk to the people behind some of my favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the OG spy kid, Alexa Penavega. You had Carlo Gugino, who's the coolest mom ever. You had Antonio, who's handsome, amazing, charismatic. And then Carvin and Juni. I felt like a lot of other kids felt like this could be me. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Every episode will feature interviews with the biggest actors, directors, writers, and producers behind your favorite films and tap into the history of Latinos in film. Listen to More Than a Movie as part of the My Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, I'm Jay Shetty, and I'm the host of the On Purpose podcast. On Purpose is dedicated to helping you be happier, healthier, and more healed. This week, I talked to Orlando Bloom in a rare interview where we went deep into how he got comfortable with fear, navigating the changes in relationships, and how to change the guilt and shame thought pattern. This conversation shows a never-seen-before side to Orlando Bloom and his unique life journey. I think we all struggle sometimes to really deeply believe that we are enough, that we're valued, that we're valuable. You know, we're imprinted by our parents from the age of zero to seven, right? Mm. I'm constantly trying to go like, how do I detach from my this idea of what do, is that? Is that my baggage? I look like my baggage. I mean, I know. Oh, okay, that's mine. Let's unpack that. Listen to On Purpose with Jay Shetty on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi, I'm Michael Rappaport. And I'm Kibi Rappaport. And together we're hosting Rappaport's, Rappaport's Reality, reality Podcast. Podcast. We have a passion for reality TV, and we're inviting you into our living room. We're talking tea, we're dissecting the drama, and we're giving praise to the single greatest form of entertainment on television today. That is right. Reality TV is the greatest form of entertainment on television Today, here are some examples of what you'll hear from us on Rappaport's reality podcast. This is where we discuss all things reality TV, all things popular culture, and a little bit of Rappaport's reality, the reality of bit. us. We're a figuring out. And if we had been recording these last four or five days, Ooh. it, it would have been Ooh, a, been the podcast would have taken a, a, a left turn. Listen to Rappaport's reality with me, Kibi Rappaport. And me, Michael Rappaport, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcast. Back to Clay and Buck. You know, we mentioned this just before. What do you do when all the data shows you that something is going the wrong way? When all the numbers, all the facts you can bring to bear show that the trend is negative and the people making the decisions just don't care? We we have had this with COVID, as you know. Vaccines don't really work. They don't care. Masks don't really work. Clay just pointed out to me that China is censoring. Uh, and I'd seen this tweet or this in, in Twitter over the weekend. Oh, another thing. Oh, Twitter's going to shut down, they say. When yeah. you get rid of oh, all yeah. these woke, blue-haired, very sad, angry, nasty employees who cry a lot when they don't get their way, Twitter's better than it's... I, I, Twitter's more fun than it's ever been. Yes. I've added like uh, 80,000 people to my Twitter following in the last 40, 30, 40 days. 
Yeah. But usually, I mean, this is crazy. Oh, all of a sudden, you mean people can actually just like what they like and read what they want to read? What a, what a shock. Um, so that's all the data shows that what, what we've said about Twitter is true. All the data shows that what they've been doing on COVID is a nightmare. On the, we can come, we'll come back to Twitter as well because it's fascinating what is happening there. And Elon Musk is, um, he's not tired of winning. That's all I, that's all I got to say right now. Yeah. He's not tired of winning. And you got on the crime issue, um, you know, you see this all over the place. I talk about in New York a lot. We've got a great audience and a growing audience as well out in Portland listening on KEX. And Clay and I want to at some point head out there. We might just head out there for a fun weekend. We'll just go hang, see some folks. But uh, in Portland, you have a business owner here just talking about a business closing down after 15 break-ins to the same business. Play 13. Oh, do we have clip 13? Going once. You're focusing on the 15 break-ins I've had after hours, but I've had countless other very dangerous interactions with my employees and criminals and, you know, mentally ill or drug addicted people coming into the space. Nobody's going to go after these guys. And therein lies the problem is that the criminal behavior, they know it will not be punished. So that is why, you know, I had the last five break-ins were within 24 days. They knew nobody's getting caught. This is fine. Clay, this is the this is the reality in so many places in major cities across America. All the data shows and I want to get into what they're doing in New York, because it is the people that are supposed to enforce criminal law. What they're doing, in my mind, should be criminal. The complete abdication of law and order. This is a Democrat mindset. And. There's there's the same the same um, mania. I mean, the same manic doesn't matter what the data is. It's like they're on some quest and this is just the suffering. They have this with COVID. They have this with crime. No, no sane person could look at what Democrats in charge in these places are doing and think that it's not making the situation worse. And they don't care. I mean, Karen Bass just beat out Caruso in Los Angeles. Karen Bass is going to make everything worse. Yes, that's the that that's the real threat to democracy is when leaders make poor choices and they aren't held accountable for those poor choices. And when they even refuse to acknowledge that they've made errors and continue to march down the same path that they're already on. You hinted at this, but I think it's kind of a perfect metaphor. And unfortunately, it feels like something that's going on in the United States too. China for all World Cup matches is refusing to show crowds in the stands. They are editing out. So FIFA puts out one feed, the same feed that you watch in the United States, you see in Mexico, you see in Saudi Arabia, everywhere. They have one camera crew that puts out the game. China is delaying the arrival of the World Cup matches in their country and editing out any footage that shows fans not wearing masks in the stands in Qatar because... They don't want their citizens to realize how the rest of the world has gone back to living normally while they remain under COVID lockdowns. In some ways, Buck, it feels like that is a reflection of what the left wing in this country is trying to do with COVID in that they are using their allies in the media, as you heard with that Dr. Fauci interview, to refuse to acknowledge that they got anything wrong and not be held accountable for those failures And unfortunately, those same failures may as a result come back because we haven't seen a true reckoning 
on those failures of leadership. It's it's remarkable that I mean you, you look at Florida and what happened with Ron DeSantis's Florida red wave. Totally accurate to call it a red wave here in Florida. Twenty point win for governors, completely mind blowing to a lot of people when that happened. I thought ten points, and that would have been a huge wave. Twenty yeah. points is a, is a. Um, but he did the things here that were based on data, and the people of Florida uh, benefited from that. And every other leader of every other state and every other city should see that and say, oh, wow, yeah, this is a lot better for the people, but they won't do it. They don't care. And they convinced everybody threats to democracy and big, scary Trump was enough to prevent any accountability on crime, on the economy, on the border and on covid in a lot of these states. And it's just sad they're going to keep suffering. Well, and I think DeSantis is reaping the benefits of, first of all, being right, by and large, on everything on COVID, but also saying, I'm making these choices. Ultimately, that's what elected leaders have to do. We elect them to make choices. We don't elect them to decide to defer to public health experts, and again, all of that is in quotation marks, who are unelected and have no actual consequences for their opinions. I want someone who is actually on the ballot to be making these choices. We can't vote out Fauci, unfortunately. He's the highest paid taxpayer-funded employee in the country, the worst bureaucrat ever, but he's not on the ballot. These other people are. That's significant. We're going to talk about that and more as we continue to roll on here on Play and Buck. Clay Travis and Buck Sexton on the front lines of truth. More Than a Movie is back with Season 2. I'm your host, Alex Fumero. And each week, I'm going to talk to the people behind your favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie. Because John Stamos' picture was already up on the wall. Listen to More Than a Movie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi, I'm Michael Rappaport. And I'm Kibi Rappaport. And together we're hosting Rappaport's Rappaport's Reality Podcast. Podcast. We have a passion for reality TV, and we're inviting you into our living room. We're dissecting the drama, and we're giving praise to the single greatest form of entertainment on television today. That is right. Reality TV is the greatest form of entertainment on television today. Listen to Rappaport's reality with me, Kibi Rappaport. And me, Michael Rappaport, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcast. Hey, I'm Jay Shetty, and I'm the host of the On Purpose podcast. This week, I talked to Orlando Bloom in a rare interview where we went deep into how to get comfortable with fear and how to change the guilt and shame thought pattern. People say, what are you afraid of, right? I'm afraid of fear because it's like, I want to confront anything in my life that feels challenging on those levels. Listen to On Purpose with Jay Shetty on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcast. 